Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? what? It is time for the Falcons Report. Whoa, whoa. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heaven. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report is brought to you by Jack Daniels. Make it count. Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. And sponsored by MD Anderson Cancer Center on Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. 5 o'clock Friday. The biggest sports weekend in Atlanta. For 22 and 23. It's a big one, man. Lakers right. Seems like we're having more annual biggest sporting yeah. events in Atlanta, which is a wonderful thing. Semifinal. The hairless nuts are amongst us. Saw some in Midtown already yeah. today. And then, of course, Falcons in the in the cards. So it'll be a little different energy on Sunday. Hopefully we can bring some noise and bring some heat. Hey, man, let's start the 5 o'clock hour. Get Arch online. Arch can say, hey, man, with us, too. Hey, man. man. There you go. The Idaho <laughs> rail splitter. by you, man. I don't, I don't know. We'll take the complete conductor out of your hands. It is Dave Archer with us. And, brother, I know you got a chance to have spend time with Mariota, and now you've pivoted spending time with De- Desmond Ritter. I mean, we love what we're seeing. I think there, there's a, it's incremental. I don't know what some of the fans are looking for. I didn't think he was going to plug in and all of a sudden be Joe Montana. But what are you seeing? What, what's he getting right? I think that there's a lot of things he's getting right, Mike. I think that, first of all, his command of, of what they want to do. Um, I thought he did a really good job of absorbing information over the first 13 weeks of the season so he could be ready for this opportunity. Uh, he played a lot of college football, so this is not a guy you're handing the football to that has not been behind center. I think you're seeing some of that play out in San Francisco with Brock Purdy stepping in out there. I think these guys have played a lot of football in college so they're not they're not awed by the situation now speed of the game's different and the play calling is different and things like that and so they got to get up to speed of that um, but i think that he's done a nice job of his command at the line of scrimmage he's, they're asking him to do a ton of stuff to the line of scrimmage uh, they stepped it up last week and let him throw the football a lot more i think we saw the arm strength to be able to shoot the ball to the sideline the throw he makes the bird on that bench route along the sidelines a big time throw uh, the throw he makes where he slides up in the pocket and kind of side arms it uh, shortstop style to to Drake London over the middle in the zone to get the first down. Those are big time plays and kind of heady type plays for quarterbacks as you continue to watch him him grow. I think that uh, his comfort in the pocket has been good, uh, and and I think you'll see him step it up this week. Look for them to increase his his workload as far as throwing the football down the field. Did Bill Vinovich get your Christmas card, Arch? Yeah, what, I mean, don't even get me started on that one, Trug. I mean, come on, man. Those those guys were looking for the first flight out. That was one of the worst uh, refereeing jobs all year long. Just brutal, brutal effort by those guys. Let's hope that that game kept them out of the playoffs. Right. 
And again, for guys who don't know, there's a grading, supposedly a grading system. There's supposed to be more actual crews than games. And if guys continue to screw up, they don't get to work the games. But I've never really seen that come to fruition. But Arch, it just seems like it's bad enough when you're dealing with the elements and you got injuries, and then you got to throw that stuff in there. I, 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 I know we, we, we couldn't get Arthur to say anything, obviously, for, for, for suspension and fine reasons. But I loved it when the, <laughs> the mics caught him throwing a nutty. Because as a player, how much do you respond to that? When, and do, do players react to that? Well, I think it's you do some. I mean, you got to stay in the moment, Mike. You got to stay in the game because you get too upset about a call or something like that. You're not fine focused on the next call or the situation that presents itself coming up. But uh, certainly you get aggravated. I know I had discussions with referees when I was playing about this, that, or the other. And, and But then you got to immediately flush that and you step to the next sequence. Uh, if you can't do that, then you got to stay out of that mix. You can't You can't get involved in that. I think Arthur's done a really good job all year long because this isn't the first time we've had some jacked up calls against us, but um, he's done a really good job of, of compartmentalizing, blowing the guy up when he can, and then moving on to the next play. And because he's your feature play caller, right? He's got to move on to the next sequence. So I think he's done a good job with that. Caleb and Gary, how do you explain the, uh, the evolution of him? He's played very well this year. Yeah, I think he's done a nice job, uh, Robbie. I mean, obviously they didn't pick up his, his, his options. So there's a little bit of the little burr, you know, maybe a little right. burr under the saddle a little bit there. And so what do you do with that? You can sulk about it and, and whine about it, or you can work your ass off in the off season and get ready to play. And so I think he stepped his game up, but he still has a lot. He still has stuff to improve, but I think he's been much better on the perimeter as a pass blocker one-on-one. He certainly shows that he could be a mauler in the run game, which is what we've been able to do all year long with that offensive line come off the ball and shorten people's necks, which is fun to watch. Now you got to mix in the fact that he's got to be able to step up and protect. And I think he's done that to a, to a large extent this year. He's had some moments where it hadn't been as good, but far better than the first couple of seasons we've had under him. And I think he certainly is in line for Atlanta to consider maybe up re-upping him and bringing it back. So, you know, these tackles aren't growing on trees, guys. You can see it all over the league when you get guys injured and guys that are getting plugged in. And look what Tampa's gone through. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they they tried to plug in just their second unit guys, and those guys haven't been able to get it done in front of Brady, which is in turn affected Brady and how he's played. So um, uh, you're certainly going to have to look at maybe bringing him back and, and giving him a little little raise. It is Dave Archer. He and Wes Drewham, West Durham, fresh off his appearance at the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. We'll have the call for you coming up from uh, Mercedes Benz. By the way, they had a they had a, a de- the number one number one criteria for a Mike Bell grab ass football game is if you come out of a dugout. Just want to throw it out there, Mike. I don't yes. know if you're able to say that on yes. the air anymore. Yes. I can say it, even if it is the house Jeter built. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, I, and the funniest part of that bowl game, if you didn't see it, they had a we didn't. It was after we did guy talk that I saw this. They had a mobile DJ rig on one of the mowers. So a guy's rolling around on a mower with two turntables and a microphone, which is a nice touch. By and the then, way, the yeah, the bowl game. The bowl game in Fenway hit the hit for the cycle in the Mike uh, Mike Vail grab ass bowl game criteria because they came out of a dugout. Both teams were on the same sideline, and both teams had interim coaches, so it didn't hit any better than that. It was an old segment, Archie. Nice. How do you know you're in a grab ass bowl game? You know, you're exactly right. Well, you know, Wes has said he's One done. You know, Wes has said now. Wes has said he's now done uh, bowl games in every possible baseball field: Seattle, San Francisco, Fenway, right. and uh, the Pinstripe Bowl. Right. So Arch, yeah. uh, one thing is 
this year's been, as we said, the way we looked at it is you started off with limited expectations. All of a sudden, you find yourself eight games of the season in first place because the division was so down. And then, unfortunately, things started to crop up. You couldn't score the three touchdowns you needed, and then your run game defense got tough. I think the one thing we can all point to is Drake London's now getting the ball, but we've got our running back, right? Tyler and Algier, we've got our back. That's one thing we don't have to go shopping for, right? No, I agree with you. I think that when you start thinking about feature back, Tyler Algier has certainly stepped to the table, and, and he certainly he's in line uh, with a couple of decent games here down the stretch uh, that he could get try to get a thousand yards, which is a lot of fun. Be a lot of fun for the rookie to do that after coming in as a fifth round draft pick and kind of you know be that extra guy that in, and all of a sudden you find out, hey, wait a minute, this guy's got a lot of juice to the edge. He can run through people like we thought he could, and oh by the way, pretty good receiver out of the backfield. So. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's been a guy that's been a pleasant surprise. London getting the footballs big time, no question. We're getting Ritter on the field. You look on the other side of the ball, Mike. Those young guys on defense uh, getting a lot of play time as well. So I kind of went away from the game last week. I know we lost the football game, but all of a sudden I looked at all these young guys playing and had a smile on my face. I mean, there's some optimism with these guys making plays and with the money that's going to be available for Terry and and for Arthur to go shopping a little bit. You plug in some people around here, and all of a sudden it could be a quick flip. Troy Anderson's very fascinating to me. Comes out of a small school, but his measurables are outstanding. 6'3", what, 240? Ran a 4'4", potential sideline-to-sideline guy. What do you think his ceiling is? Because he is a freakish athlete. Yeah, I think he's got a lot of upside, Rob. I think that we continue to see him grow. And I think some of the things, if he makes a mistake, it's just because he hadn't seen it. You know, he went to Montana State as a linebacker. And they had running back issues. So he played running back his freshman year. And then he goes, he's going to slide back to linebacker. And all of a sudden the quarterback goes down. And all he <laughs> does is lead, lead that conference in rushing and rushes for 20 touchdowns as a sophomore quarterback. And then they move him back to linebacker. And he's the FCS defensive player of the year with 150 tackles. So the versatility of what he can do from an athletic standpoint is phenomenal. So now you're trying to get him up to speed to learn the nuances of the NFL game. Some of the things they're going to try to do to fake you out a little bit defensively as a linebacker because you're reading the down linemen, some of the things they do there, some of the nuances. So I think he continues to grow each and every week, and I think you'll see his tackle total start to rise as he's able to diagnose stuff just simply by his eyes as opposed to having to think through things. But I'm very encouraging signs, and obviously the athleticism is there. You know, we're talking about evaluating with the job that Terry Fontenot has been doing because obviously next year you're going to have a lot of pieces to buy, both in free agency and you'll have a lot of draft. Not you're going to use all the draft picks, probably maybe move up to use some of those. But is Richie Grant validated that pick from last year? Because when you obviously Pitts was fantastic, we didn't get to see him the full season this year. But what's Richie Grant doing these days? Well, I think I think Richie has had a, kind of a star cross here a little bit, Mike. I think that he really has shown some good stuff, and then there's been some things you kind of scratch your head on. I think that. He's still learning what he can get away with in the National Football League as well. I think that his, uh, his attack of the football, he's taking the football away some. I think his tackling has been outstanding in that second level, especially when they slide him up in the box. And that's what's been cool about he and Jalen Hawkins is they're interchangeable. Both those guys, if they have to, can cover a tight end from time to time and play man coverage. They can also slide up in the box and play as that box safety. So you got some interchangeable there. Uh, a little bit like what Buffalo does with their two two safeties. They do a really good job with uh, Jordan Poyer uh, and those guys there where they rotate those two safeties, uh, Micah Hyde being the other safety there for Buffalo. Uh, now, I'm not trying to put them uh, on that level yet, but you could see where there's some versatility there where those two guys could do that. 
the thing he's got to continue to learn is, you know, you got to stow away what you can't get away with. Uh, he made a horrible mistake in the New Orleans game two weeks ago or two week, three weeks ago, whatever it was, where he tried to make a play, undercut a play, and try to knock a ball down and end up being a 65-yard touchdown pass. He's got to understand that, hey, I can't – I may not be able to make that play, but I can make the tackle or I can knock the ball down. And, and so those are the kind of things you continue to learn as a young player. But uh, I think he's made some good strides this year. All right, Arch, I want to ask you about what you think is going to transpire tomorrow night, Georgia and Ohio State. Well, you hope that the dogs can do what everybody's saying they're going to do and be able to maul them. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. I think certainly the tape, if you watch the LSU tape, that's certainly one they're going to concentrate on if you're Ohio State. LSU hurt uh, hurt Georgia down the field. If Georgia doesn't doesn't blitz you, they have not been able to get home with the four man pass rush. Now Jalen Carter being being uh, fully healthy will will be a big deal. Uh, how much is Kirby willing to blitz this uh, Ohio State offense? I, I don't think when you start talking about the athleticism that you saw at quarterback for LSU that that doesn't exist. C.J. Stroud is not a guy that's going to run around and, and buy time and make plays. He's good enough athlete to get out of the pocket some, but he's not anywhere near what you've seen uh, throughout the year and some of the quarterbacks they face. So I think he's going to be a little bit more in the pocket, which is going to lend itself to pressure looks. I think Georgia will try to heat him up, and can they hang in there on the outside now to give up the explosive play? That's the defensive side of the football. On the offensive side of the football, I think you'll continue to see them do what they've been doing. Uh, Coach Munkin's done a nice job of mixing things up. They've run the football with great success, and – and I think they've done an excellent job of, of getting Stetson Bennett the opportunity to throw the ball down the field. You know, Ohio State doesn't have a matchup for Bowers. That'll be interesting to see how they play that. Um, if Lad McConkey is ready and is a full speed, it sounds like he's getting close. That'll be a big deal. Um, A.D. Mitchell, uh, we saw him in the SEC title game. It looked like he was back to maybe being the guy they wanted to be. So this might be as healthy as Georgia's been all year long, and that doesn't bode well for Ohio State. So, I think the dogs get it done. I think it's going to be a lot closer game than maybe people think, but I think Georgia gets it done. So in a nutshell, they'll be able to, Georgia will be able to run the football. Ohio State won't, and the, the thing Ohio State can do is maybe the ball has got to come out super quick from Stroud. Well, I think that they're going to be able to run the ball some, Mike. To say they're not going to be able to run the ball at all, I think is probably – this is a pretty good team. And, and remember, there there is some motivation behind Ohio State. The last time they went out, Michigan crushed them. And, and – Michigan is Georgia, you know, maybe one less than Georgia, okay, as far as being able. They, they, got, they ran for 252 yards against Ohio State defense. You can bet that Ohio State's going to try to do something, swell up against the run and make Bennett, Bennett make some plays down the field. We'll see if they can get that done. Biggest thing Georgia's got to prevent is allow them to stay in the game with explosives on their side of the offense. Arch, I'm prone to delusional thinking, magical thinking, <laughs> uh, romantic thinking. I'm actually picking an upset tomorrow, TCU over Michigan. I like your thinking. I like your thinking. I think TCU certainly got the the uh, the ability to do that, Rob. You know, obviously the game within the game is is does Michigan run through TCU in the run game and possess the ball yep. long enough where Duggan doesn't get a chance to see the ball very much. Um, I think that Michigan's going to have a tough time. I think they're thinking that okay. You can just shut down the big play. The Quentin Johnson, the Tay Barber, uh, Darius Davis, their outstanding receivers will shut down those big plays, take those away, and then TCU won't be able to do what they do. Uh, they're they're not realizing that uh, Quentin uh, Kendra Miller is as good a running back as there is in the country, and Max Duggan is an outstanding runner as well. So um, this is a Michigan team that averaged 240 on the ground. TCU averaged over 200 yards on the ground themselves. So 
I think everybody just thinks that TCU is this big play offense. They spread out and throw it all over the field. They're based in the run game, and they're going to run the football at Michigan. We'll see if Michigan hang in there, too. All right, Arch, have a great call. Happy New Year to you, the whole family, all the archers and everybody else, and have fun with Wes. Happy New Year to you guys. Appreciate it. You guys keep it going. All right, brother. Yeah, man. So we've given you, I think we've given you every six days, six ways to Saturday we've broken this sucker Can we just play the damn game, right? Can we just play the game? Man, I'm I'm tired of talking about it. Every time we've tried to give the other the other team all these this and that and this and that, Georgia goes and whips them by two touchdowns. Right, right. The only time that didn't happen was the Missouri game. Yeah, that's doesn't the one that, mean that's going to transpire tomorrow. But, but Missouri de- got the ball out quick to the sideline, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they got better athletes at Ohio State than Missouri does, as Bo Morgan pointed out. All right, we got our uh, strong arm story coming up next, and it's Steve Coonan's vehement denial. Of a rumor. Yellow journalism. <laughs> Hacked journalism. That's next. Duke Sabell, Rob Trimble, Philly, Sports Radio, 1990 game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And then things get really good. Back to more Dukes and Bell. Let's go, baby! Let's go! On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The Strong Arm Story of the Day is brought to you by John Foy Associates Personal Injury Law. Not only a strong arm story, but a strong arm retort. Welcome back. Rob Tribble in for uh, Carl Duke Sports Radio, 929 The Game. And uh, Mike Bell, I kind of brought it to my attention. A Sham Sharania, NBA reporter for the Atlantic and all the other things. This tweet, an hour ago, in the midst of a turbulent season, Atlanta Hawks head coach Nate McMillan has strongly considered resigning from his position, sources say. And, of course, we had Steve Coonan on, the Hawks CEO, and here's his terse, perturbed, <laughs> dismissingly eye-rolling Retort. 
Well, I mean, I thought that was an absolute non-story story when he was thinking about resigning. But, I mean, come on. That was literally trash journalism. My response is, why doesn't anybody put their name on it if it's real? This is made-up stuff. I'm literally calling Shams out. That he's thinking of resigning but didn't resign. You know what that's called? A non-story. Yeah, and as I said to Steve there in the extended interview, you know, it's it's a shame that's the way things go, but the unnamed source has been used yeah. now for like three decades, especially in sports, where, yeah, you'd love to see somebody put their name on it. And it is, by nature, a very vague tweet, but it gets people's going nuts. Everybody, I all, mean, it's just hack journalism. All, these, uh, hack. all, the, uh, all the ankle-biter websites have picked up on it and are running with it now. So, yeah, but what is it? He's considered it, but he hasn't. He hasn't. And by the way, Nate, I, again, I'd be a monkey's uncle if Nate's not going to get be forced out. He's not, I, I just can't see a guy like that not seeing it through until they tell him not to come back the next day. All right, let's do the uh, make sure we get the verbals right here. Has strongly considered resigning from his position. Hack journalist. Not is considering, has Has. considered. So anything's possible. Everything's so dysfunctional. We've been talking about it I strongly considered dating Cindy Crawford, too. Yes, you do. Hack journalist. We'll see where it goes. Boy, she's aged really well. Yeah, buddy. Must be that adrenochrome. Hey, man, uh, Lakers in town. They lost last night. to the, They've been losing a lot. They've lost like four of their last five. They're not good. And uh, guess who's not playing tonight for the Lakers? Take a wild guess. LeBron? No, he's in. Anthony Davis. I thought oh, he was having oh, fun. Oh, being, street being clothes. Yeah, you know. But, uh, yeah, Anthony Davis is out. Uh, let's see. Max Christie is out. Uh, oh, Dennis Schroeder, our old friend, who turned down $40 million guaranteed. Wow, he's got to be. <laughs> because he thought he'd, he'd like to play for $7 million better the next year. Uh, was, was that the number? It might have been more than that. i got to look it up. Our old buddy, Dennis Schroeder, used to see him driving around with his gold-wrapped Audi here in Midtown. And uh, is our eight. But uh, he turned down a big contract extension and bet on himself and then didn't get anything. So we should have taken the bird in the hand, as one says. All right, man. We went to the game on Wednesday. Half-court offense. You know, it's it's it had a bit of a flow. Presume that Trey is going to give it a go with his calf injury. It's just you want to see a spark, Rob. You've been begging for this all week. When are we going to yeah. get on a roll? Get Win five of six, six of seven. Prove that this thing can flow. And, and then, Nate, now again, I will say this. A lot of folks out there would prefer that we don't succeed, and they want Nate gone. They don't see the half-court offense. They don't understand the rotations. They don't understand why Trey and DeJounte Murray are not on the floor at the same time more in this in this rotation. It's funny. You, you see, um, I go to, like, Peachtree Hoops, even, uh, even Twitter. There, there's a growing portion of this fan base has turned on Nate, and even some mm-hmm. that have turned on Trey as well, because when you're the star, you're also going to be a lightning rod for uh, criticism, right. you know, rightly or wrongly. Hack journalist. DeAndre Hunter is questionable tonight. Trey is probable. Uh, Clint is out, and uh, Jared Culver's out as well. So, yeah, man, we'll uh, hopefully, you know, get uh, more. That's more four-fifths than we've seen lately for this team out there on the floor if, uh, if Trey's going out there and DeAndre can roll. How much time has DeAndre Hunter missed? He's played 28 games so far this year. Okay, what about, what about, let's see, he played 63 games in 2019, 19 in 2020, mm-hmm. 52 uh, last year. No, at one point un- until about, uh, I guess, around Thanksgiving weekend, he had played less games than uh, Zion Williamson. And then, Ow. yeah, and then eventually it got to where Zion is now. He's now yeah. seemed to be fully yeah, I healthy. Just, I just... It's frustrating. Look, this was the debate. Do you do you bet on the calm that DeAndre Hunter is going to stay healthy? Carl and I talked about it, you know, because this is unfortunately where we're at. And this is why we got so nutty when we were losing games to inferior opponents. And that's why we're all healthy. And blowing double-digit right, leads. Because you knew this was going to happen. You knew at some point we're going to be rolling out four-fifths or three-fifths of the what was projected right. as starters. Right. 
And it, injuries aside, though, the lapses in effort, the, the lack of consistency with effort night after night. I, I'm so sick of hearing the word flat. Trey mentioned it the other mm-hmm. night after the loss in Indianapolis. Maybe we were just a little flat after the playoffs. But you're an NBA player. You should never be flat. flat. As a professional athlete, you should never right. be flat, especially based on lack of effort and just lethargy. So you're going to bet the Hawks or the Lakers tonight? I'll just go ahead and go with the Hawks. Lakers haven't played that well. LeBron is actually – seems like he's plotting his way out of there. You know, I, I, st- I could still help somebody win a mm-hmm. championship. I wonder if he's right. – is he going to end up somewhere else? Well, again, Anthony Davis, as you said, he's, he's better in a suit. And, uh, you know, yep. the Russell Westbrook thing has become almost cartoonish at, at that yep. point. Yep. Lakers are a six-and-a-half-point dog. So let me double-check on that. We can jump. We like to be up to the date with our line movements here on the program. Yeah, man, it is uh, Hawks are six-and-a-half-point favorites tonight. I love watching that uh, Lakers documentary. You turned me on to it. Right. I've, I've been watching, you know, back when Jerry Buss bought the whole thing. You know, he started off in real estate, bought a bunch of – the way he bought the Lakers, though, I think it was from Jack Kent Cook. Right. He had all these real estate holdings, and I think Jack Kent Cook wanted that – what's that uh, big building in uh, New York? It's not the – was it the Chrysler Tower? Oh, it might have been the Chrysler Building. might have been yep. the Chrysler Building. He wanted that, and it was a very complicated transaction. So, basically, Jerry Buss sold all of his real estate holdings, bought the Chrysler Building – and they bartered Chrysler right. building for the Lakers and the Forum and the Kings and everything else. It's it a really fascinating is. story. And all of his little spoiled kids just uh, fighting and being jealous of each other. Well, she's getting all the attention. He's getting all that. It's like, wow. Yeah, because Jeannie was the brains of the operation. She absolutely is. It really is. And it's, uh, if you had not seen it, guys, I know it, it, you have to understand, whenever Carl and I talk about something on HBO, we immediately get a text, I ain't rich like you. I got no HBO. Okay, <laughs> it, is, um, it is out there, and you can find it on different platforms, streaming, etc. Dylan, have you seen Winning Time, the HBO docudrama on the Lakers? I ain't rich like y'all. I ain't got HBO. There you go. I rest my case. So Tylon has not seen it, but it is fantastic. Winning time. Can't wait for the future because the the, the actor who played uh, again the whole dynamic with Westhead and how at one yeah. point you, you had uh, Pat Riley working as like the the silent partner with Chick Hearn on the radio broadcast. That's right. That's right. And eventually he gets a shot. And Chick Hearn was an assistant GM. I didn't realize right. that. And their original coach who got injured in a bicycle accident. That's right. how these guys get. It's it's and it's the way they and the best part about the lake. And again, it's been out for a while, but the best part of winning time is everybody looks like everybody. Yep. They've got actors who look exactly good. They've got people's kids in this movie who look exactly the same. It's dynamic. The guy who plays Magic looks like Magic, and John C. Riley should win an Emmy for playing uh, Jerry Buss. That's hilarious. And not to mention the guy that uh, plays Larry Bird, he's like a he's like a five foot eleven version of Larry Bird, right? <laughs> and he actually looks just like Larry Bird. So anyway, that's winning time. It's been pretty cool. Lakers are in town. Yeah, man. We talked about LeBron. They were having some fun for his birthday. It's kind of his birthday Palooza week. See what you what you get out of your Hawks again, much like last night with LeBron in town. It will be electric down there. It's State Farm. Just play hard. Play hard with a purpose and a little Get on bit of a passion. Run. Right. Will yourselves to victory. <laughs> Good luck like, with that. Like TCU's quarterback will do tomorrow afternoon. Hey, man, Archer liked the pick going against Big Blue. I know. He liked it. I guess we have to deal with these uh, football games again, don't we? Coming up next, the road to the college football playoff. Well, that road seems to be never ending, but we'll still traverse it. <laughs> Sports Radio 1990 game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And Bell. We got spirit. How about you? On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Who will challenge the dogs atop the college football throne? Georgia on the mountaintop. Demons be gone and the drought is over. It's time for the road to the college football playoffs on Dukes and Bell. It's Friday, baby. Hanging out with Rob. Robbie Tribble, everybody. He's been hard charging all week. I have. He's been working his real job before he gets to come in here. He's got a woman that demands a lot of his personal time, and now he's trying to <laughs> see it through. Another hour and a half, about 15 minutes here on the program. And uh, the consensus now is you think TCU Archer got to uh, put a little wind in your sails. He did, he did. Think some great horny toads can uh, surprise Big Blue. It's probably unlikely to happen, but I, I probably should just put a little money on it just to uh... – yeah. I have some nobility behind my I pick. I think for you know? kids in the car, gambling makes sports more fun. <laughs> yes. yes. Pro gambling. And again, for those kids who don't know, and again, we assume that, I know that a lot of millennials are risk adverse, so let's explain. Oh, yes. Uh, the Wrapped Georgia- in bubble wrap when they go, out, go outside the house. <laughs> Georgia Bulldogs are six points. They're getting six, or they're giving six. Yeah. The other team is the get, and they're getting the six. That is Ohio State. So if you Georgia needs to win by seven, you win the money that you lay out. Seven and a half, though, if you're a TCU, you're getting seven and a half. And the over-under, by the way, Georgia's 62 and a half right now. So 34-31, uh, take you over. So if uh, Kirby wins back-to-back, and he has, certainly has a great chance of doing it, is he the new Graham Poobah of college football over Nick Saban, who does have seven national titles, six since 2009. Yes. I mean, you've built what uh, Nick Saban has built. And as we said, you put your own stamp on it. This isn't, I'll stop saying Alabama light, Randy, and you and me and Andy were talking about that on Mm -hmm. Wednesday. This is the Georgia version with tremendous recruiting, with a machine, with better coaching than almost Endless you know, resources, yeah. it seems, hey, too. Well, they even what? have an in-house yoga teacher. This was the thing that I used to say about, you know, Mark Richt. I mean, Mark Richt had always said, I'm going to go uh, out of my own pocket, get some assistance in here. Because he literally would have to offer to do that, and eventually they'd, they'd pass the hat and they'd get some money. Normally in the past year, Rick sounds like Bing Crosby a little bit. Yes, and uh, Merry Christmas to you. And by the way, I hope that Coach Richt is doing better. He's been dealing yes. with some health concerns, yes. and he's a sweetheart. But Coach Richt didn't have anything like this and nope. uh, but this is what you do when you get the results and then it just obviously it's self-fulfilling and you, it just continues to grow the resources the recruiting the kirby copter everything they brought in and now this is what you were brought here to do this is why you got the contract extension what georgia fans going to complain about that and now how do you sustain the success todd munkin says he doesn't sound or was it connor riley says he don't think he's going to leave and that'd be something i know isn't that interesting maybe maybe he won't you know, well, you, you two million a year, a little more in the envelope, and you stick around. You Look, get to focus on game planning and teaching players rather than being the CEO and dealing with all the ancillary noise. Now, you know? Saban may lose Bill O'Brien if some of the reports are accurate, and there's a lot of Alabama fans saying, "We'll drive you to the airport." They're not exactly enamored <laughs> with some of the nature of the offense. Uh, but you've got uh, Dabo. To me, Dabo is Bobby Bowden. But he's got to deal with what Bowden dealt with, and that is losing your best assistants. And that's what took, unfortunately. You mean CEO? You yeah, didn't see him during practice. You recruit, he'll come yeah. there to, yeah. Yeah, and, you, mm-hmm. and the guys buy into it. 
But, you know, losing Venables, losing his offensive pieces, you know, that's that's not easily replaceable. And Mark Richt was a big uh, hit for Georgia. Chuck Amato was kind of like the uh, hype man for the team and the disciplinary and the right. bad cop. You start to lose some of those pieces. And Mickey Andrews, but he never left, though. No, Mickey, because Mickey's like one of those guys who's just – he's not – you said it yesterday. He's not the guy cut out for the – that's the, the ill-fitting suit and the rubber chicken circuit. <laughs> he's an assistant coach. Right? want to deal with it. But now – Clemson's got to battle back. I think Clemson could be and would have been in this Final Four if Davil wasn't so darn stubborn about DJU. Right, because that freshman quarterback they have looks pretty impressive. Yeah, you saw Cade Klubnick yep. here in Mercedes-Benz against Tech, and he looks the part. Uh, they'll go up against a Tennessee team without Hendon Hooker in the Orange mm-hmm. Bowl coming up. Uh, but getting back to your point about Georgia, I just think it's, it's difficult because to have hubris as a, as a Georgia sports fan doesn't come natural. Yeah. Right, you're always expecting your heart to be broken, or this happens, or that happens. But they punch through, and I know that Ohio State's going to score some points. But I just don't think Ryan Day is as good a coach as Kirby Smart. I don't think the staff is as good. I don't think the brain power is there. Doesn't seem like it. No, absolutely not. And Dylan's nodding behind the glass. Thank you, Dylan. I appreciate the affirmation. But no, yeah. <laughs> what did you give you a thumbs give up? Give me a thumbs up on that. But <laughs> what what could derail Georgia if Ohio State's able to be more physical? Now, how do you get more physical in a month after you just got out physical by Maryland and Michigan? Yeah. Well, at times? that's a that's a lack of desire. Then, if you're not getting back to the Hawks, right? That's a lack of desire. If you if, if Ohio State out physicals you, mm-hmm. that's a lack of desire on your part. Yeah, and that's not and that's not going to occur. No, nothing. It's not occur. Nothing's shown that that's going to happen. All right, what are the odds? Give me odds: three to one, five to one, squid. You want to jump in that Stetson Bennett gives you a turnover in this game? I think he'll probably get. He's good for one turnover, and I think George will over overcome it though. Right. right. No. Right. I think about that Oregon play. He right. was able to extend that. Right. Or do his, his little dead leg move, whoop, whoop, yeah, you know, dead, and yeah. put a juke on somebody at the goal line. Yep. And uh, turnovers, I think, might be a concern because that month-long layoff, a little bit of rust, you might be a little, little careless with the ball because you haven't mm-hmm. been taking that many hits. I know Georgia's having their bloody Tuesday practices, this, that, and the other, but a month layoff, turnovers could play a role in this. I think that the uh, the Stroud connection to his wide receivers, Marvin Harrison Jr., we talked about that. If The ball's got to come out, though. ball's got to pop. Got to come out, yeah. Uh, per, if you remember the Missouri game, the ball was coming out quickly. They were getting mm-hmm. it out to the sideline. Um, I just – Stroud to me looks like a guy in. Remember, he was in his own building. That was at uh, you know Ohio Stadium yep. when he looked like he was lost in that fourth quarter. Because I think Ohio State and guys, I know we got a lot of Buckeye fans hitting us up on the text line. They're losing their minds. But you're a top-heavy conference. You beat it up and you bully everybody. Then when you get punched in the mouth, you couldn't respond this couldn't year. Couldn't respond. Couldn't respond. And we know third down could be a key thing too. I think Ohio State has had been faced with a third down less than any other team in the country. If Georgia can hmm. get them in the third down. Unfamiliar territory. C.J. Stroud apparently can easily be taken out of his comfort zone as long as you uh, make things uncomfortable. Third down can make it uncomfortable combined with some pressure. That could lead to a turnover. But, again, if uh, if Ohio State can hold their blocks for one Mississippi, two Mississippi, yep. and then Marvin Harris is going to do some damage in that secondary. Yep. Yeah, you, you've got to somehow cover him, but you got to get pressure on C.J. Stroud too. So, at the final analysis, we're going to go over or under. You think it's going to be a higher scoring game than 62 and a half? I'm going under. 
I'm going under two. I think I think we're going to be a little bit low than we expected in the first half, and I think things are going to explode in the second half. What, 33-24? Uh, was that 57? I yep. think it's 33-24, I've got uh, I wrote it down. Just put it, I just tweeted it. I got uh, 31-24, so 55. So I'm going to go under on that one. That would cover the spread because the spread is down to six. So, again, for you kids, seven wins it. Yep. And Georgia hasn't faced too much adversity other than what's been self-inflicted. Of course, Missouri was a little right. bit of adversity. Even Georgia Tech was for the first. Georgia Tech actually right. out-physical Georgia in the first half of that game. They, they always, did. Kirby they even a minute. They whipped us. Played down to their other team. Yes. Like played down to yes. Kent State. Played down to the first three, three and a half quarters to Missouri. But play up to hey, uh, the, LSU and uh, Tennessee. Right. If the tight end doesn't drop the ball, it's a different ball game. Right. Against, at least it would extend to it into the second half. You're talking about Tech's tight end, yeah. right? Yeah, that would have been a big play. He had it over the middle, probably right. had all, nothing but green in front. I remember that play. Right. Yes, that would have Special been. Special teams plays, et cetera. So, I mean, turnovers, like that's, you can say that about any game. And then you go over to TCU in Michigan. And, and Dan, Max Dugan's an amazing story. The guy's a backup. He's gone through surgeries. He was left for dead. And then all of a sudden, this guy's Wasn't down. even the starter in week one. He, he was like Stetson Light. Right. And their starter gets hurt, and he never looked back, and he ended up in New York. And Squid Billy said it earlier. It's a great comparison. Said he reminds you of Jake Plummer back that's in 96 for yeah. Arizona State. All right, we're going to do the uh, top three and six coming up top of the hour as we enter the final hour of the show. Go to Reverb on Sunday, Hard Rock Hotel, right across the street from Mercedes-Benz Stadium from 48. It's going to be Randy McMichael. It's going to be Andy Bunker. Uh, go, uh, Brian Gebhardt. Smoking Joe Patrick. There we go. All those guys. Four to eight on Sunday. Reverb right there across the street from Mercedes. I'm going to go check it out. Ain't been in there yet. I'm going to be in there. Looks like a lovely boutique hotel. Sports Radio 9 to 9 again. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 